On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and let me tell you, it's been a wild couple of weeks. Anytime we take a break, that means it's time for me to spread my wings and take a stab at those things I've kept on the back burner. This time, those wild adventures included cleaning out my fridge, getting a pair of pants tailored, and trying out that new Starbucks that just opened across the street. I know, I know, it gets pretty crazy here. Good thing I remembered to enjoy it all responsibly, so please do the same. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of people outside the Ticketmaster headquarters protesting the price of Wiggles tickets and asked them to join me on the show, and they are... Heavily confused, Kaylin, your cocktail artist. And Lily, your frighteningly human-like AI copyright bot. <laughs> That's what we in the biz call callback. Listen to last week's episode to get in on the joke. We have a huge backlog and our jokes go back years at this point. Yeah. And our guest today is one third of a pop rock band who are the very definition of a comeback story. Although they hit the scene with a splash in 2015, releasing a slew of stellar EPs and touring with the likes of Sleeping With Sirens, Paris and Friends of the Pod, The Maid. They soon called it quits to pursue more important matters like fatherhood and graphic design, but life and TikTok had other plans for them. After five years of hiatus, their song Sex, Drugs, Etc. became a viral smash, shooting to number one on both the Billboard Alternative Airplay and Bubbling Under Hot 100 charts. They've since returned to bigger fanfare than ever, making their late night TV debut on Jimmy Kimmel Live, scooping up a nomination for Best New Artist, Alternative and Rock, at the 2023 iHeartRadio Music Awards and dropping their first ever full-length album, which coincidentally, we are here to talk about today. If you haven't heard of them yet, you'll soon become a fan thanks to their upbeat blend of pop that can soundtrack anything from a long drive through the desert to laying out on the beach at night. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Reeve Powers of Beach Weather to the pod. Hey, 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 thanks for having me. Woo, thank you for being here. We've... I don't know why I came in with the fat Albert. Hey, 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 but that's what I, that's what I went with. So we were judging silently. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone turned off the podcast as soon as you did that. Yeah. All right. Give me a drink. <laughs> but first, yes, we but... make you wait. <laughs> the waiting makes it better. Does it? And I thought it just makes it melt. <laughs> okay. Then let's get to right. it. Um, I let's keep this moving before we all crash because we haven't had our drinks yet. What has everyone been listening to over the past couple of weeks? Great question. <laughs> um, I've my been. Uh, what's that? <laughs> my sadness. I've been listening to my sadness. Hey, you know, <laughs> sad girl. That that one's for real. You know, that one will get you. That one stays uh, on repeat. 
when I'm drowning out the sadness, I've been listening to um, the newest record by Phoenix Alpha Zulu a lot this week. Nice. Yeah. I mean. That, yeah. I'm Like, the thing is, I kind of fell off Phoenix a bit after, like, what was it? Their 2012 album. But Alpha Zulu has just been... So good. Yes. Um, I was listening to it yesterday. I love uh, especially that song Artifact mm. on there. So... Check out that one if you haven't heard it. I saw him live at a couple um, festivals we played uh, back in December, and they just blew my mind with their new stuff. Talk talk about comeback stories. I've been really excited because for a long time, M83 kind of sucked and disappointed everyone. Oh, no. (laughs) I like them. It's true. They literally, he literally came out with, basically this this concept album that was a total flop after after um was it junk i think it's called junk yeah yeah so that came out and yeah so they came out with that epic album that was so catchy and fun and and gave this sort of upbeat nostalgic feeling for me for some reason uh and then their next album was just kind of like video game weirdness and yeah, not in a good way. And everybody was just so disappointed. And the additional Don't put music, words in my mouth. <laughs> the additional music they came out with after that was still lackluster. It just wasn't anything exciting. And now fantasy recaptured my excitement. Nice. I got to give it a spin. To, yeah. So I've been listening to that. Uh, I listened to it the whole album twice yesterday. I'm, I'm very excited. Sweet. Man, comeback stories. Lily, you got a comeback story for us? Or what, what are you Actually, on? yeah, I do. Um, just yesterday, Hosier released a banger of an EP. Oh, really? Holy. I have oh two God, words. Two words to describe that album. Shit fucks. Like, nice. it goes so hard. Particularly, I'm a big fan of the first and the last songs. Eat Your yeah. Young and um, Through Me the Flood. And I'm also a huge like literature nerd, like classic lit. I love that shit. So I'm so excited to see because um he said that the album that he'll be releasing before the end of the year is largely influenced by Dante's Inferno. It's not like oh. it's not supposed to be quite a concept album, but it's going to be influenced by like the nine circles of hell and like the oh, descent, yeah. <laughs> like the descent versus like the ascent journey. And I just can't like wait to see what he does. I think also like this from what we've heard with these new three songs, he's playing with a lot of really interesting new influences. Like there's a huge house presence in like in Eat Your Young, especially with like that repeating. Yeah. With like the, there's like this repeating melody that goes throughout it. And it feels very like apt to be like a sample in a house song. And yeah, I just, I can't wait to see what else he does. Cause God, those three songs are, they just go so hard. I played it more than the the new M83 album yesterday for sure. <laughs> it's just it's so good. Mm. And also just anytime Hosier does anything just eat it up. Eating mm. it up. Yum yum yum. Yeah. I need to listen to all of these things. I actually don't have a comeback story. What I've been listening to is um a song that I picked as one of the best songs of 2022. It is opened by Grace K. Grace K is a, a local LA artist. She um has like this wistful pop sort of uh, vibe to her. 
which I found out that we're like mutual friends with a bunch of people. Like I found out about her because we run with um, Nico, who is the uh, um, the head of tra- Trailing 12 Records. So we've debuted a bunch of his artists on the show. And she mm-hmm. was one of them. I think we we debuted her song here like a long mm-hmm. time ago. I, or maybe we did. Before didn't... my time. I hadn't been born yet. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting things confused. <laughs> I wrote a print piece for here and we debuted a different song of hers on the show. Grace Nico, please don't come at me if I cannot remember this, but her song Open is so good. It It is. Found it. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um a, a uh like what, what do they call that in Broadway? Like the I want song where it's, it's I like this you were affirmation. Go jazz hands. No, 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 sure no jazz hands in this. That. It's a, it's an <laughs> affirmation song about learning to be open. And I just love the buildup that it has. And then she's just got this like squealing guitar hook during the, the, the bridge. So it's just, it's great. Grace, you do good work. Um, thank you for chatting with me about what the best Legend of Zelda game is on Instagram the other day. Like that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, what do you think the best Legends of Zelda game is? Uh, my pick is Majora's Mask and hers is the Wind Waker. See, to me, Twilight Princess can't be beat. Oh, wow. We need I to love get Twilight around. Princess. Like, I'm just an Ocarina of Time girl. Okay, Tunes and Tumblers. <laughs> Tunes and Tumblers bonus episode. We all sit down and argue what the best Legend of Zelda game is. I would. I'm so here for that. Yes, Reeve, you're you are invited. <laughs> I won't know a thing. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm I'm so out of. I I wish, I don't know. I just feel so consumed with my own shit. I just like find it so hard to sit down and play anything or watch anything for a long. Reeve's just sitting here like these fucking nerds. No, nerds. <laughs> all my friends love games i just like i'm just so antsy like even sitting in a movie theater too long i'm like oh, i want to like, even get don't up even get me started anthony made walk around see, um avatar which is you don't very, watch avatar at home movie, right you wait 12 years and you watch it in imax 3d <laughs> and then you forget it ever <laughs> happens that yeah. theater doesn't have reclining seats and you can't pause it and there are always people on their phones and talking Fuck that. I haven't seen Avatar. Any seen of them. The first one. I personally think that you were too young to appreciate it, Lily. Oh Jesus. I'm <laughs> I rem I remember it vaguely, but I also was at an age where I got it confused with the animated last airbender. So Oh yeah. <laughs> That'll you give you that. that. So not not so much a nerd then. <laughs> no. Me? A nerd? <laughs> Never. Oh man. We should probably get this this show on the we, road. We should. We have been we have been dawdling outside this bar. Yes, but I just want to remind listeners really quick that if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, we have a Spotify playlist to accompany this section called YBLT. YBLT stands for what have you been listening to? But really, we only care about the BLT part of it. That delicious oozing sandwich of songs. There is so much music on there from the stuff that Lily likes to the stuff I like, the stuff Kaylin likes, Eric likes. And then whatever weird chiptune stuff that Drew still insists that we should put on the show. So go on there, listen to it. It's a roller coaster. Save it. And if you're an artist, send us your stuff. We get things in our inbox all the time from aspiring artists. And a lot of them are bangers. And we would love to feature them on the podcast. So hit us up. Go check it out. Save it. Support artists. And let's get into the bar. Love it. That means that, Reeve, you need to show us your ID. What did you bring to show the bouncer today? Let me go get my ID real quick. 
I swear I didn't forget it. <laughs> uh, no, my, my mom's driving it here. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's driving. <laughs> That's funny. Sick ass guitars he's got. Oh yeah, I love that bass on the left, the blue one. Right. The blue one. I was just gonna say that. That's so fucking sick. <laughs> so that's so, a sick ass bass you've got there. Yeah, we were admiring your bases. Which one? The blue one. The one on the left, yeah. Oh, uh, the blue that one, yeah. Gorgeous. Thank you. I mean, the one in the middle looks like yin and yang. So that's kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, that's the one I play the most. Fender. The yin yang. Yeah, they're all they're all Fender boys up there. Super cool. But uh yeah, my ID, huh? I can show y'all. Um, I went dumpster diving with my uh, grandpa one time, and <laughs> which is already we're off to a good start behind a church. And I found this um, case. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> dumpster diving with Keep grandpa going. behind a church. That's what In I like here. Middle, middle of nowhere, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I, I found this um, interesting looking like case. I almost thought it was like a like a doctor's like house call, like medicine bag thing or something yeah. like that. You're creepy to me. So I was like, yeah, I want to open that. And then um, <laughs> I, it like took me forever and I finally got it open. And um, I already collect these. So I was pumped to find this. Oh, a typewriter. I... Somebody just threw yeah. that in the trash. Yeah. From 1964. Hi. In pretty good condition, too. Um, I think it has a dent from where I tried to fucking slam it on the ground. So yeah, back this here. Is, this is a typewriter showing us a Smith Corona typewriter. Oh, I forgot you can't see yeah. me. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's you uh, tell yeah, them that you're holding up anything. Yeah. Wow, where did you yeah, found yeah. that life size T Rex skull? Where'd you, where'd you yeah. find that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that? baby. Where'd you um, found that? So yeah, it's a it's a nice tan color 1964 smith corona um but yeah i i got super into them when beach weather actually first started touring and stuff um long rides in the car and i'm i like to write about anything everything it's like the it's like a you know a, a poor man's uh art form you really just need your phone or a piece of paper or something so i um I always use this typewriter app and one day I was like, I want like the real thing. And now I have like nine. I love them. But yeah, I found this thing in the trash and I, there's another one too from the same day. It's from a pharmacy. So it has like the little RX button, which wow. I think is super cool. Yeah. There's just one day where everybody was like, you know what guys, I think universally typewriters, they're done. They're over. Yeah. Throw yeah, them out. Trash. Get them out of here. <laughs> everybody the trash. Just- Everybody yeah. just went to the went to their trash cans and and dumped all their typewriters in. Yeah, they were all there. I I got like two of them that day, so I was pumped. So I wonder I wonder when that when that day happened. You know, the day that typewriters died. Uh, also the, the day, day. That disco died. No. Was there just in another baseball stadium where they throwing all the typewriters into like a big can and lighting them on fire? Yeah, it's kind of like in in Sleeping Beauty how they took all of the the spinning wheels and they put them in a pile and they lit it all on fire so that it was it was probably when Steve Jobs like first dropped that that uh, <laughs> he probably that, you know, planned it. He went he went out there and those like super sick jeans and his new balances and was like, "What's up, bitch?" And everybody's like, "We're gonna throw these out now." <laughs> yeah. And then 2013 yeah. happened and Tumblr decided, actually, yeah. I want those back now. Actually, cigarettes are sick yeah. and so are typewriters. Yeah, <laughs> Typewriters, 
Polaroids, cigarettes, fishnets. I can go on. And I was like, now I have a personality. So, yeah. We loved loved Tumblr. Anyway. So, our, so did we get in? I think so. Did our, he let us in? He did. He was too busy on his phone to realize that we were holding up a typewriter in his face, mm. which I think works in our favor because we are here in the bar. And while Kaylin is fixing us up some drinks, I'm going to put an album on the jukebox. Lily, with your permission, can I run the jukebox today? I suppose. Why not? Awesome. Thank you. And I've already alluded to it, but we are listening to Pineapple Sunrise by Beachweather, which is out now on Last Night slash Arista Records. This is, this is kind of an unsuspecting album. It's the kind that gets under your skin. And at first blush, I think it's exactly what an album called Pineapple Sunrise by a band called Beachweather would sound like. It's light, it's effervescent and poppy in a very boardwalk at the tail end of summer way. But beneath that, there's like this lingering anxiety and sadness that pervades its brisk running time. You come for the good times, but you end up sinking into your deepest insecurities. But, you know, isn't that just what being human is anyway? We're not the just a coat. condition. Yeah, the human Oof. condition. We're not just a coat of bubblegum paint. We're boundlessly deep in our experiences. And I think that this album captures that perfectly in tracks like unlovable hard feelings and silent type and even the album art which i want to talk about later kind of encapsulates that to a t the sunrise Mm -hmm. isn't on the horizon the sunrise is in us right Mm -hmm. but before i descend further i need to slip on yeah well i need something to drink we always point out things that the artist just like didn't plan it's like it's like those magic moments that happen when you're designing something like someone else may see something different in it that you didn't plan, but it totally makes sense. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. All those different perspectives. But yeah, if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, I need something to drink. Kaylin, I've been looking at these drinks that you have been fixing up and I need to know what they are. Please tell us. So I've decided to actually name this cocktail the same name as your album because it just just makes sense. So Sounds like a cocktail. Has Buffalo Trace, which I know you love. And I love as well. I actually took a tour at their um, Kentucky distillery a few back right before they changed out all of their original machinery. And they were basically going to be bringing it into the new age. And Mm -hmm. that was like the lot. I was part of some of the last rounds of tours before they did that. So I got to see some of the equipment that they were still using. Um, it was, it was a cool experience, but anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> so we've got bourbon, we've got pineapple juice. Cause you can't have a pineapple sunrise without pineapple, uh, lemon juice. There's velvet falernum liqueur, uh, mm. a homemade cinnamon syrup and Angostura bitters. It's all shaken and poured over a bunch of fresh cracked ice. And I garnished it with a dip dyed, uh, pineapple slice to make it look like a sunrise. Sounds amazing. Cheers. Let's try it. Cheers, everyone. Oh, oh what yeah. do you have today, Lily? Oh, hell yeah, that's good. I have a big old bottle of water. Ooh. Oh, and then... And you've got a big old bottle of... Uh, this is, is uh, this was a gift from my dad. Um, he got it for free for Christmas at work, I think, and he gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. What is it? <laughs> Uh, it's, I've never tried it before until now. It's Basil Hayden red wine cask finish. Ooh. Um, it's fancy. L- a I little too Basil- fancy for me, but we'll <laughs> drink her. 
Doesn't Basil Hayden usually make whiskey? Yeah, it's whiskey. Yeah, it's just that uh, they just, just oh. uh, yeah, aged it in the, in the wine barrel. Wine, yeah. That's super cool. It's like they cro- they crossed it. A lot of wines are done are aged in like bourbon barrels or whiskey barrels, and now you can get your whiskey in a wine barrel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really stepping it up over there. Hey, Engineering that excites. In in typical fashion, um, where we're trying to uh, like kind of open the door for more sober and underage fans to be able to enjoy our drinks. How would you mocktailify the pineapple sunrise? Okay, so there is actually a spiritless uh, Kentucky seventy four non alcoholic bourbon that you can use. I'm loving all of these non alcoholic spirits that that are coming out. They're actually good. You'd you'd be surprised, you know, with the Clean and Co. and various others that I've mentioned uh, in the past. I think that you don't need to have a mind altering experience when you're trying to enjoy something flavorful. And I think that that part of it for some people is nice, but it's not required to enjoy drinking something. Mm. Like you don't need alcohol in your burger for lunch, do you? No. It well, but in it the, could, though. maybe. Like if you want to do like a reduction, Anthony, come on, like some sort of bourbon reduction. <laughs> let, me ha- let me have this one. <laughs> like I was just thinking about it lunch yesterday. They because it was St. Patrick's Day. Sorry to to spoil the illusion of when we record everybody. But um, yesterday, uh, catering made us a Guinness braised chicken breast sure. that was fucking delicious. Just that like awesome. just the 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 Guinness they had just cooked down to just like this this like really thick rich sauce and it was just so sweet and did they have a non alcoholic version as well? I mean, when you cook alcohol, <laughs> Kaylin, do you I need to explain to you what happens when you cook alcohol? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm smart, I promise. Right. I could use one though. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand nothing about science or math, so. Yeah, any insight helps. I can barely magic, really human, let alone math and science. Come on, guys. You just (laughs) throw it in a pot, wave wave your magic wand, and then it is sugar instead of alcohol. Goddamn Leviosa. That's what they did in Harry Potter. No, it's Leviosa. I was was waiting for somebody to correct it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of want to talk a little bit about beach weather because when I actually discovered you guys through your song Rebel Sun, which I believe was off of your uh, 2016 EP, What uh, What a Drag? Correct yeah, me What a Drag. Wrong. Yes, yeah. but it was one of those things where I like found you in the middle of the pandemic. So like maybe early 2021. And I think by that yeah. time, you guys were like not together at the moment. No, um, no, no. It's always so disheartening, you know, when you when you really like, find an artist that you're like, oh my God, they're so cool. And I'm always yeah. that type of person that's like, I need to see them live. Let me see when they're going to be on tour in LA. This oh, they don't has, exist. This band has broken. That, that's around when we were making this album though, or mm-hmm. finishing it. Yeah. Well, what I, that's so kind we, of, we were secretly together. Just hush, hush. <laughs> Maybe the universe was like, hey, you need to be aware. You need to be aware this is about to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of gets to the point of my question, which is um, what made you decide to reunite? Um, so we decided to take a little break because we had been touring so heavily um, in like 2015 through 17. And um, 
I think Nick, everyone had been doing it way longer than me. Like our first tour was like the week I turned 21. So I was super new to everything. Um, I never really, like I I'd played shows and stuff, but I never did like a super like rough tour. Like our first tour, we were playing like House of Blueses and like, you know, we were like opening for bands that were like doing it already. Um, so I, I don't know. I think a part of me back then, like all of them were just so used to it. I wanted to like, experience touring with people who are like down to clown and like do all the you know sightseeing and do all like the little dingy bars and shout was just weird i was like a little you know little pretentious indie kid now i don't care uh <laughs> and then uh you know and all them had been doing it for so long i think you know we just want to take a little break but then after a couple of years um you know I had visited Nick in Boston a few times and we wrote some stuff together and then he would come to Nashville and then, um, but there's just something so special when they start the songs with, um, Sean and Nick, when it comes to the beach weather stuff, um, or I was like, you know, you guys should really like, you know, I was telling Sean, I was like, you should put the bug in his ear to start like writing on FaceTime or something like that. Cause there's just something like magical about that. And I had like put my, ego aside that like beach weather is like when they start it and then we put put the band around it you know what i mean so um after bugging them for like a year and a half they finally did it and he's like actually we're writing like really cool stuff because nick didn't write for like two years and then i was like yeah no shit like you're really good at that man like <laughs> like i missed you <laughs> i'm like that's what you do like you're really good at that like thank god you're doing it again um you know, uh, cause we all, we all write like Nick is actually more of like a folk guy when he's alone. I do more of like, like louder, like early two thousands, like kind of like rock stuff. Sean does like some super heady, like you know, big sounding, but when we come together, it's just like what beach weather is. And, uh, I don't know. I think we were all just missing that. And then the pandemic happened and it pushed us recording. And then we're like about a year into that. We're like, well, let's just go to Arizona get some desert vibes going and make this thing. And then uh, we were going to release it in January of 22. And then we got a few labels hitting us up because sex, drugs, et cetera, just started blowing up and we didn't know why. So I had to like, <laughs> I had to like, <laughs> I had to like download TikTok and figure out what that was. Cause none of us had it. Oh my gosh. That must have uh, so many artists who are just like, we had no idea what this was and now we're famous. <laughs> yeah. And like, well, it started with like a Spanish Netflix show. And then after a it few months, Z, it, right? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah. 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 And then it hit TikTok. And, you know, we, we pushed the album by like a year, you know, because instead of just casually putting it out, we're like, you know, let's, let's give this thing the attention it deserves and kind of, you know, put out singles and do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That was like a very long. You don't have to apologize. Journey. Yeah. I was just thinking about like Nick, Nick and Sean being in the studio and it's like that meme with Mike Tyson and the pigeons going now kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm the now kid. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool that, you know, you touched on all of you coming together and that, you know, your, your sounds on your own are so different, but when you come together with other people to collaborate as artists, you know, other people can kind of give you influences and ideas that you wouldn't have thought of because you're, you know, kind of in your yeah. own lane. I've, I've experienced a lot of that because I work uh, in a creative field where if you're just working alone, 
you're creating something that's only got your eyes on it and only what you're thinking about. Exactly. When you have someone else come in, they can, you know, give you a fresh take on it. Another set of eyes sometimes gives you or ears gives you that special different thing that you could never have created on your own. And I think that's really special. Yeah. There's chemistry between people, you know, that's just so undeniable. And then um, we just, I don't know. It, it's just funny. Cause we never, we don't, none of us live by each other. We don't like hang out. Like when we see each other, it's beach weather stuff mm-hmm. and it's always been that way. So there's just something about giving our band a week to make things happen to where we're not afraid to say that idea sucks. Let's do this. Like nobody's feelings gets hurt. It's like, a, we always say it's like a school project, you know, mm. like on some of the projects, one guy might do more. Another guy might do more. Another guy might have like the idea, but the other guys do it. It's just like, it's always something we just make it work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like the perfect way of doing collabs. You know, you get your voice heard and everybody else gets their voice heard without, mm-hmm. you know, being, being too sensitive. I, I think that sometimes I, I've been watching <laughs> Lily and I were actually texting about this. I've been watching the hype uh, on Netflix. It's basically mm-hmm. a street street fashion competition show, reality show. And, <clears throat> you know, these people are put in teams, you know, in these these fashion related shows to mm-hmm. collaborate and to create something new. And sometimes you know, someone's voice will just be dampened out by others. How do you, how do you guys actually make that work? You know, is it just kind of automatic for you or do you? Well, you know, you get three guys who are just insane together in a room. And, uh, you know, um, if you want to get astrological with it, like Nick and I are a couple Leo boys and, you know, like, yeah. um, Yeah, Leo. Wait, so I, is everyone Anthony's uh, surrounded by three Leos right now. Though. Everyone no like, the Leos have entered the chat. Yeah. I just Welcome feel... to the Lions Den, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just personalities are everyone just has such a big one. And uh, it's just, you know, it. you just got to trust the process is the thing. Like if you feel like you're not being heard enough that day or something, like we kind of just have this thing where it's like, dude, grow up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just how it is. Like if you want to get anything done, you just have to grow up and be like, you know, today your idea wasn't the best. Yeah. Tomorrow, I think it being humble is important in a collaboration. And tomorrow it might not be, you know, like it's just stuff like for this album, especially, you know, getting back into it. I just knew, you know, cause Nick became a dad and did all that stuff. And, uh, I just knew it was very important for him, for, for him, like lyrically to not have like me or anyone else poking too much at that aspect of the album. And so I, I kind of just did the wait, wait my turn to put some hands on it kind of thing. So when we got in the studio, I was like, well, what about this? What about that? You know, we're trying every idea, but when it came to like writing the, like, you know, Sean brings this part out of Nick that's super interesting. It's like whenever they get together it, Nick almost goes into this, um, like lyrically, he feels like very comfortable. I think him and I are so alike that sometimes that like getting too comfortable in front of each other almost feels like weird or something like that. So when they get together, it's super special. And I just like knew that needed to happen. I kind of butt my head in, you know, cause 
if we make this work, there'll be more albums and I can do my thing too. So on this album, I was a part of it more like musically than I was like lyrically and stuff. And like, as a writer, I'm like biting my tongue and everything, but he just needed it. And I recognize that as like one of my best friends that he needed that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of something we all have to do. And then like, there's some things where like visually I kind of took the front seat, like on trouble with this bed, I kind of, produce that video as in like putting all that together and everything like that it's just like different things we all you know it's whoever has the idea but just last night i was talking about producers and like how some producers have a way of like putting themselves like having a very clear marker of i know who produced this track whereas you have other producers that serve the artist a little bit more and are able to bring like Pharrell, for example, I feel like Pharrell is absolutely everywhere. And while he's got, you know, his tag and some presence in the work that he works on, um, he does a really great job at serving the artist every time and making sure that like his priority is bringing out the best parts of mm-hmm. them with the skills that he has. And I feel like that's, mm-hmm an incredibly valuable and important part of any collaborative project that not only are you bringing yourself and bringing your perspective, but also you're making sure that you're serving what the communal idea is and what the vision is and what the strong route that you're trying to go with is. Yeah. What's interesting about us is um, when it comes to the actual music, I was saying I produced more of like the visual stuff for like the video and everything that we did, but when it comes to like the actual music, like producing, it's, we have like a unique thing because our guitar player, Sean and his brother who uh, plays keys with us live, um, they're amazing like music producers and they're, they've been doing beach weather since the first EP, but Sean didn't actually join the group until this album. Um, But, you know, I've learned so much from being around them and just knowing and hearing like who else Sean has produced for and Alex has produced for, I can say that I think they they go more of the bringing the most out of someone approach rather than having like their set sound for everything. And I think that's super cool because I worked on some stuff with um, Sean during the beach weather hiatus thing. So I kind of got to see up, you know, like one-on-one, like what his production style is like. And I don't know, he just, I I think he just amplifies this part of us, like as a group, like in that setting, like he's like him and um, Alex are like truly like their leaders of like bringing things out of everybody, which is super cool just to kind of like lean back and let that happen. Hmm. Um, What do you think is the most interesting thing that they've brought out of you that you didn't expect? I've mainly recorded music live in the room with bands and stuff like in Nashville. That was just kind of the thing. You know, I did a lot of like analog live room. Everybody plays at the same time type of stuff, which I think has made me like a great live player, like playing live and stuff. Like I'm pretty like accurate with it. But as far as like expanding what it is to like make art and music and everything. Like they're showing me, they're like, well, that's great. You know how to do that. Like a lot of people here can't do that, but that's not what we're doing. Like there's this whole other way of making modern music sound the way sound like the way it sounds. And you can't do that with how you've been doing it. And just kind of 
learning from them to like make this whole new style like beach weather is such a unique experience for me i feel like i've it's changed my outlook on even listening to music too because before this band i was like all like 2003 like strokes kings of leon and like um bob dylan full band like you know blonde on blonde kind of stuff like that and uh i don't know they just brought this modern music thing out of me that i didn't know i had you know and it's super fun because now i'm like playing synth and all this shit <laughs> and it's like so fun and uh yeah they, i don't know they unlocked I, you yeah they unlocked a part of me for sure that in my playing because um i kind of lied about playing bass when they were starting this band because oh, i was i was supposed oh. to play um guitar and we kept looking for bass players and um at, at this point it was really only me and nick and we were looking for bass players and um hearing how all the bass lines were turning out compared to the guitar parts it like they kind of interested me a little bit more and at the time um alex the one of the producers was playing all the bass stuff on it and growing up all of my favorite parts of songs are bass lines I just never had the opportunity to play bass because in my friend circle growing up, I was always like the singer guitar player guy. So hearing like all these fuzzy bass lines and stuff, I was like, oh, you know, like I, I play bass. Like, you do? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I like went to Guitar Center, got like an $80 bass that day and like learned all of them real quick. And we went on our tour, like our first tour, like oh, a God. week later. Oh, I'd only been playing bass for like a week. Just like learn to play the instrument inside the guitar center for like four hours <laughs> there's that no, meme I, of like of like uh ripped arnold schwarzenegger running away really fast and it just says uh me leaving guitar center after playing smoke on the water for four hours yeah just, <laughs> yeah i i i'm such an asshole actually because i learned all of our songs on bass like two days before our first tour wow like at all. um i mean we only had like five songs back then so it that's was still, like whatever that's two days. That close yeah but that's just how i kind of am i don't know why i'm like that but i uh we had i don't know i just never really played bass i bought that one and then instead of like staying home and practicing i like went on a trip to chicago to see my friend and he had a bass at his house so like they all went out to lunch and i learned like two of the songs then like the next day they went out to drink and i learned like one of the songs and i went out and then like i think i learned one of the songs day of of like our first show wow and uh, I was a little shit back then. I would not do that now, I don't think. But Wait, was that like a headlining show or were you opening for somebody? Do you remember like the context? Oh, I remember completely. Um, <laughs> our first show was the first show of a tour with the band called The Main. And oh my God. I love The Main. We're telling John. <laughs> yeah, we're telling yeah. John on you. Oh, John, no. Yeah, they all know. <laughs> yeah, I got to know them all like really well back then and then we, we we like share a manager too uh the their drummer's brother is our manager mm. um yeah but it was uh it was such i wish i had the photo around here it was such a crazy place for a first beach weather show it was like in vegas on this outside stage and there's like all these palm trees and shit and it was just like our first show photo looks so cool but like wow. only me and nick are still in the band so it's like i wish you know, but you know, Photoshop. You can oh, just yeah. Photoshop the other guy's faces. It'll be fine. That'd be so fucked up, but yeah. <laughs> or do like what people do on their dating profiles when someone random is in their photo and they just put like a, uh, like an emoji. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. 
could all, you could just turn them into glowing, glowing figures. Mm-hmm. Yep. They could be the pineapples. They could be the pineapples. Yeah, the, the little aura guy in the front of our. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or album. just turn everyone into left shark. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a while right. since I heard that one. Good reference. Left Shark has been coming up a lot in conversation recently. I don't know why that is. And it's not just because I keep bringing up Left Shark. (laughs) If you don't talk about Left Shark, then it won't come up, Anthony. Same with Lizzo. No, take that out, Drew. I love Lizzo. That was was a weird piece of feedback. (laughs) I do love Lizzo. We are very excited to see Lizzo at the same show that we're going to see you at in May. Oh, cool. We're going to be We're... at uh, at Bottle Rock. in Amp- Oh, okay. Oh, I, I didn't know Lizzo was going to be there. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Lizzo's yeah. going to be there. Lil Nas X. Um, Post Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone is what I'm stoked for. Is going to be there. I want to play beer pong with him so bad. You could just you could just do what uh, Guy Fieri did when we went last time and just show up on stage randomly. He just <laughs> he's like keeps... the phantom of the show. I was about to be like, yeah, the phantom of Bottle Rock. It was just like all of a sudden we're like, is that is that Guy Fieri? Like yeah, everywhere just, like, we went, we're just stage. like, is is that Guy Fieri? I, I could just see him just showing up all fucking stones. Like, oh yeah. no, he was trashed for sure. We yeah. watched him get trashed on the on the Williams Sonoma stage. <laughs> That's where you I get... don't blame him. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. We're uh we're hoping that we'll be able to chat with some artists and maybe even you in person while we're there. Yeah, yeah. and maybe Please. even Guy Fieri. If he yeah. comes back this time. If he time. comes back. He seemed to have a lot of fun last time, so who mm-hmm. knows? You'll know him by the just gaudy flames on his shirt. He always wears that shirt, and I respect a man who commits to the bit like that. And I mean... Oh, I bought a shirt the other day that reminds me of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I did. Here. Oh my, it was right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Oh it that's is sick. That's so guy Fieri. <laughs> check out check out these buttons though. They got dice buttons. Oh, oh god. That shirt is we need to weird. we need to post this on social so listeners can see this. Oh my Here. god. It's like I'll take a quick photo if you hold the 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 guy <laughs> shirt up. Well, see. also Drew has all these files. I'll just tell him to pull this part. <laughs> I can also Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna get so drunk in that shirt. <laughs> Don't puke on it. That's a drunk. That's a shirt you want to get drunk in, though. Oh, that's I know. Very lightweight. That's the shirt you wear to Margaritaville, man. Yeah. Uh, that's the uniform for that's Margaritaville. The uniform. Can we go Margarita. to Margaritaville tonight? I'll make it. I'll make it a walk. We're supposed to go to a party tonight. I don't want to go to a party. I want to go to Margaritaville. Drew, cut this. <laughs> the uniform for Margaritaville is that shirt and a walker with tennis balls on the bottom. <laughs> okay, now you got to keep this and in, those, Drew. And those wraparound <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah, and like a visor, green. I was, with I was thinking more trim. like I was thinking more like Heelys. Oh <laughs> yes, cargo shorts with cargo at least shorts. like twelve pockets on each side. And for some and reason, like I have like metal. mozzarella sticks in my hand. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew, Drew, this is the bumper. A photo massive up. box vape. Yeah. <laughs> Drew. yeah. One of those big ones that looks like an old cell phone. Uh-huh. I'm just now imagining helium past while just leaving a cloud behind you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, damn, I bet he fucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hide your bitches. He's here. <laughs> literally just on fire going by in your Heelys. Yeah. <laughs> 
Drew, this is the bumper for the episode. Please pull all of this. This is this is it. We found it. We found our calling, Drew. We we did, we did save this soundbite, please. Oh my gosh! And you know we're kind of coming up to the end of the interview bit, but before we go, um, sex, drugs, etc., has become such a massive hit. Uh, in the same way that most things become massive hits nowadays, which is no one fucking knows. Everyone just likes it and shares it so much. So I wanted to ask a question of the room about the song. And where did I write it? So what is your et cetera in sex, drugs, et cetera? Like, what do you pair with sex and drugs? What is your et cetera? My et cetera is pugs. Sex, sex drugs, drugs, and, and pugs. pugs. Sex, drugs, and pugs. Yeah. That's pugs are always my et cetera. Honestly, I got my first experience with pugs growing up. They've been all throughout my life. A very big, big support, you know, mm-hmm. having having a, a furry thing that doesn't require a lot and that can give you the emotional support that another human can't give because they're complicated. Mm-hmm. Pugs are just not complicated. <laughs> they just, they just want to put their tongue all up over your face yeah some we, people we want to do that too by you and that's some that's, people want to do that we have a couple frenchies oh we we love, yeah. we love a smoosh mm-hmm. lily what's your etc my etc is sex drugs and a nap because mm-hmm. those things take up a lot of energy so <laughs> you're gonna need a nap afterwards mm-hmm. right. good i um the that song is so is so funny because to me i always seen it as like uh almost like sarcastic like on the way it's like on the way to like a shitty party that once you're there you're never gonna you know give a fuck that you're there really mm-hmm. anymore so i always saw the etc part is like super like uh like lame conversation and, and people and stuff but if we want to put it in like the the you know the way of being like a good thing Sex, drugs, et cetera, for me, it would just be um, just just art because those are the three things, like a little bit of weed, get laid a little bit, <laughs> do some art. <laughs> like, it's just good shit, you know? Sounds like this, the Chili's appetizer sampler platter. Yeah, at the trio. <laughs> that or when you get like the, the Mexican flag dip at a restaurant, they have like the queso, yeah. uh-huh. the salsa. Yeah, the, I love that. It's, it's, it's like that. back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back and forth and back and forth for question. How do we feel about dipping peso and salsa? Oh, is it a crime? Yeah. Is it yeah. awesome? Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Good. Good. I, I actually Good. bought a jar because I was feeling really trashy the other night. I actually bought a jar of like the the t- Totinos or whatever the fuck brand it is. Uh, yeah. cheese salsa. It's literally just cheese mixed with salsa already i put it in a little bowl microwave it for like 10 seconds and i dipped hot cheetos is that red and white stripe kind of like that peanut butter and jelly goober stuff no no it's fully mixed it just looks (laughs) is that has like yeah little bits in it (laughs) like the salsa is just mixed in and it i mean with hot cheetos it was just everything i needed at that nice i love I, i love it when you can do less shit and they just do it for you yeah, exactly. You know? That sounds perfect with hot Cheetos too. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about dipping hot Cheetos in queso, but like you've just changed my entire life, I think. Oh, I have a I have a pretty we were doing um a fake version of Chef's Table backstage at a release party. <laughs> 
and we called it Jeff's table. I got to find this shit here. So we had a bunch of stuff on our rider, like chips and like whatever, like, like charcuterie salami stuff. And um, I got a little buzzed app or before we played or something. And I started making this little thing for Sean. So just so that people can know what we're saying here, I'm about to show you a cheddar ruffle with a piece of uh, cheese and salami, a breadstick and a carrot on top of it. Oh shit, my screen turned off. <laughs> and this was my this was my chef's table masterpiece. Oh my god. Oh, man, chef's that It's supposed to be for like rednecks, you know? Mhm. Oh my gosh. Love it. Like remember, that's trailer that's trailer park boys chef's table. Hell yeah. I remember I was working on a shoot in Kentucky back in 2017 and they were like uh like there were the LA people, like the people who flew in from LA to work on the movie. Then there were the locals who they brought in to work on the movie. And during the weekend, like me and my LA friends were like, we're going to go, like we had to go all the way to, Na to Nashville. I think mm -hmm. yeah. we went all the way to Nashville, like cross the border and everything so that we could drive and get Trader Joe's because that was the closest Trader Joe's. It was 90 oh, minutes damn. away because we wanted Dang. to build a charcuterie board. And we're, they're just, and I remember telling people on set, like, we're going to go to Trader Joe's and build a charcuterie board. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, cheese plate, they're like cheese plate. And then they, they like showed us like, uh, you, you know, those like Lunchables, like crackers <laughs> yeah. and, and cheddar. And I'm like, you know, that's close. I mean, you're invited so you can, this, this sounds really pretentious. It does. Like, no, like, it does. Like the, no joke. No like joke. Like the adult Lunchable. No yeah. Joke. I went to the grocery store this morning to buy supplies. And I bought two Lunchables. I have eaten a Lunchable today. Oh, really? Like, nice. I, I have the second one in the fridge waiting for me for after this. Which Lunchable? Uh, yeah, it, it is a always, double Lunchable. Oh, yeah. It's because they're so small. I'm not a child anymore. I have oh, this, I like yeah. it. So it was a, uh, I always get the turkey cheddar, you know, and crackers one. I don't like American cheese. I think it's just plastic. Yeah, they gave you that government oh. cheese. Yeah. yeah. I don't want no government cheese. <laughs> According yeah. to Ray Fines from the menu, though, American cheese is best for burgers. I don't remember why. That's bullshit. I'm a sharp cheddar kind of man. Yeah. Make it extra sharp. Yeah. Or put some yeah. jack cheese on that shit. I think he said what I, I love the menu, but I don't remember what he says. It was something like the cheese doesn't break when it melts mm. or something like that. Mm. Nor does cheddar if you do it right. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to get sidetracked. <laughs> Side sidetracked with sandwiches is the is what we do best, Anthony. I have this idea for like a highbrow restaurant, like a high highbrow bougie restaurant um, that is uh, like chef's table versions of the food that we ate in childhood. So like Dino Nuggets and PB and J and Lunchables, mac and cheese, and I just want to call it Recess. And it's just all it's That's like cool. we adultify all of it and the di like whatever sort of you know. Um, like uh homemade breading that we do for our like organic free range chicken they still have to be shaped like dinosaurs Absolutely. like that's yeah that's thing yep you can't that'd be sweet dude thing. yeah they just taste better when you're eating we're, your heads off we are now see seeking venture capital for this from the silicon valley bank so hopefully someone can get us some <laughs> you should have a, we should have a dude box but it's just hit clips we need a sugar daddy for this this show, Anthony. We do. Mitch, when are you going to be rich? Give us more money. Mitch! 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 <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking about what my et cetera is. And I don't know. Sex, drugs are great. But you know what? Maybe a little bit of emotional intimacy is my et cetera. Ooh. Give me some emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. Nice. I just want to feel good. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Let's let's wrap this one. up. Let's wrap this up. It's been a great conversation. It is uh, this this drink is almost empty, which means that I need to go to the bar and get another one. So let's close this out. Who would like to play a round of hashtag mood before we say goodbye? I do. Me. Sweet. Always a jam. Yep. Yes. Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing hashtag mood theme song. What is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblr's inbox where people have left us moods, things they're going through in their life, things that are on their mind, things that they can't shake. And these are all going to be our fodder to create a playlist. We're going to choose one or two of those and turn them into playlists by choosing one song each. And I got a couple sitting around in the box that are just begging to be used. The first one coming up comes from Instagram at C underscore E underscore W underscore 202, who says that they are in love with their friendships. Hmm. In love with their friendships. I like this one. I was thinking about this because... I think like we we tend to kind of uh, romanticize or or just idolize put on put on a pedestal romantic relationships as being the highest form of connection, which I think is completely wrong. So, what is it like to be in love with your friendships, and what kind of music encapsulates that? I'm gonna go with "Friends Will Be Friends" by Queen. Yes, that's a good one for obvious reasons. I don't think I need to explain myself. Yes. So mine is Friends by Golden Coast. I might have used this song before because it's an absolute banger. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's very simple. It just has this like acoustic guitar hook and then beats Mm -hmm. and a whistle throughout the whole thing. And it's this guy singing about how much he likes you. And like, man, we can just like go in my backyard. We could build a treehouse for it. We could go fly kites, go fishing. And like, all I want to do is be your best friend. And I'm like, that I is so that. cute. Yep. I like to fish. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of uh, Where Nobody Knows, which is off the 2003 Kings of Leon album, Aha Shake Heartbreak. Ah, oh, what a good one. And uh, it's a song that I don't think, I think it's more like a bonus track on that album. And it's just, it's almost just talking about making friends with, um, with the galley met on tour, despite the, the negative things and the problems, you know, they might have, they struck up a nice little friendship. So I thought that was a cool one. Mm, I like that. I'm going to go with old friends by circle waves. Yes. Oh my God. I just had a whole thing with circle waves. I love circle waves, man. I I interviewed Kieran back in December Oh, cool. For their new album. I remember that. I was like, why Why do they sound so familiar even though I don't listen to them? Uh, I just have like a whole thing with Circa Waves. Like yeah. they, have, they have punctuated 
like really important moments in my life. And this whole new album of theirs is about like looking to the future and trying to imagine what like the world that your kids are going to live in in 30 years looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's anxiety inducing, but he was just like, you know, like if you don't stay optimistic, what do we got? That's so sick. I'm going to add one more because I can't help myself. Um, Accidents by Saint Motel. It's literally a platonic friendship, you know? Mm hmm. Um, I think having, having a love for your friends and feeling like you have the support that love gives is really special without the expectation of romance or physical or, you know. We need more songs like that. Mm-hmm. We do. All these songs are about like, I'm in love or I am brokenhearted or, or I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling inside my brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's really our our current uh you know, our current landscape in music lately because everybody came off from this great time of self-reflection and came out with, you know, realizing feelings are important and it's important to normalize talking and mm-hmm. singing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know who's really great at that? Lizzo. I was going to say beach weather (laughs) and beach weather, beach weather. Don't forget. That's a great playlist. Thank you everyone for contributing. I have one more. If y'all want to do this one, let's do it. Cool. This one comes to us on Instagram from at Dominica underscore Jablakova, who's saying that they have been feeling free. Like they are standing on the edge of a cliff and colors are flying all around them. So that's very free. Feeling free edge of a cliff. Colors swarming all around them. This isn't my official answer, but there's um. Have you guys seen the 2005 Pride and Prejudice? Yes, I love that movie. I love that movie, but I love the soundtrack. I had a couple of years where I listened to it just so much, and there's this one song called "Liz on the Edge of the World," and that was like the first thing that came to my head. Oh, that actually got me to mine. I'm choosing "Edge of Glory" by Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I'm going with uh. Colors by The Knox and Fluency. Ah, yeah. The Knox. Maybe if we talk about The Knox enough, they'll, they'll actually agree to be on the show. Maybe. Maybe. Is I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, Bruce Hornsby, just the way it is. <laughs> oh, dude. Do you know the <laughs> confluence? Like, as soon as you mention something the first time, all of a sudden it'll start popping up everywhere. Yeah. Like two days ago somebody said that's just the way it is like and i just yeah. thought like oh that bruce hornsby song and then yeah. like in the in the ensuing 48 hours i have heard people mention that song three times oh it means you're on the right track it happens to me often good things mm-hmm. happen good. in threes right or is it yeah. happen in threes i think everything just happens in threes mm. i'm actually a witch so watch out <laughs> i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Manifestation. I don't know why baby. I just thought of witchy woman. <laughs> witchy woman. Witchy woman. Yeah. That is a jam. I love that song. Oh, good. I'm going to pick uh, Live Well by Palace. Nice. Ooh, I haven't heard that. Mm. I am a big, big fan of Palace. They're a very cool little indie band. And yeah, yeah. it's just a lovely song that I can Palace imagine myself. Was- Palace was on our list of artists to see at uh, Life is Beautiful, and we never saw them. Oops. Oops. Sorry, Palace. <laughs> we had so much walking to do. Oh, my God. That weekend, cool cover. 25 miles walked. 
Really? 25 miles? Yeah, Anthony is the Jeez. type that likes to go from stage to stage to stage and back and forth. And that Some... and that festival was so spread out because it was in, you know, downtown Vegas. And, you know, they still it wasn't just like an open field kind of thing like Bottle Rock is or, or you know, Coachella. Mm-hmm. It's literally just this cityscape that you're walking around to these various like parking lots where they've set up the stages. And so everything like main stage and all the different stages were like good 15 minute walks apart. It was nuts. You would have to schedule time. If you're like, want to see two artists at the two separate, like the two big stages were at the opposite ends of this festival. Mm -hmm. They really, it it felt like a fat camp. (laughs) Like I felt like I was at fat camp. (laughs) We're going to make you walk and lose all this weight this weekend, guys. Three Ben Stiller just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, no, no. I thought I I I swear I thought he was gonna pop up somewhere. Oh man! Well, <laughs> listeners, that's a. <laughs> I remember growing up that would just be like on TV sometimes, and it's one of those like where I just couldn't help myself but sit and watch it <laughs> whenever it was on. It's a good Mall movie. Mall Rats is another one that's like that. Well, listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Why not hit us up by calling the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or texting it or dropping into our Instagram DMs. Or we Carrier also, Pigeon. Or Carrier Pigeon. She's really pushing that mode of, of mood, but we we have like this whole aviary now and not one Carrier Pigeon has come in receiving a message. It's becoming a huge uh, loss on our on our annual budget. I'm keeping the birds happy. Okay. I sing to them sometimes. But yes, also every Thursday, we will put out a call for moods telling you who we're talking to next. So if you are fans of the band or artist, like let us know. Tell us what's on your mind because they might just be able to give you your own custom playlist. And with that, it's getting late. It is two in the afternoon, meaning it is time to close the bar. For the night, but Wait, before we do, afternoon? yeah, it's... well, where they are. Oh, I was like, it's twelve. We are, we are, <laughs> we are a bi-coastal podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But before we go, Reeve, any lingering thoughts or things you'd like to plug? Just listen to our album, Pineapple Sunrise. It's out, and uh, we're playing a lot of festivals. And then, uh, so you know, go to our website, go to our touring spot and see where we're playing we're doing a whole uh tour in june too with uh lovely the band oh that'll so. be tight are you gonna make it to la yeah yeah we'll be in la anthony we should go because i would love to see lovely the band as well oh yeah but, that first, would be great. but first to see beach weather <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be a, it'll be a fun run i'm stoked that's exciting i'm very excited yes well thank you reeve so much for coming on this has been an absolute pleasure Hey, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform and please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out so much. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau and researched by Lily Eason. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time. Cheers. 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 Cheers.
Clink. <laughs> Here's clink.mp3, Drew. <laughs> What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.